Shall we get stuck into it? Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Cambo. LT. <laughs> this is the podcast where we give you our opinions on games and movies, but at the end of the day, our opinion doesn't really mean shit. Mine does. Yours always, always does. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Today we're diving into a lot of uh, research we've done on Marvel and DC and comparing the two. Take it away, LT. You've uh, you've been given some responsibility <laughs> yeah, of dealing know. with Marvel, so oh, <laughs> and he's been sitting there stressing the whole time about. <laughs> I've got all these papers. I don't know where to start. There's yeah. so much to do. All these movies are coming out. There's so many movies. Yeah. So many I'm movies. I'm starting to think though you're just having a whinge. Yeah, mm. it is. <laughs> a little bit of a whinge. There's, I feel like there's always like a good like two minutes where we sit there and we just like adjust the mics, adjust our chairs. Like we're trying to get comfortable. I've, I've been sitting here pretty You just, pretty you good. literally just, can we uh, play that back? He just played with his armrest. Just saying. Just no, telling it like it is. No, I didn't. All right. Well, I'll just, re- I'll, I'm doing all the editing here. I'll know what happens. Yeah, you're just putting in another clip or something. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> you're in completely different clothes. I called it. I called it. <laughs> Anyways, take it away. Yeah, so with Infinity War, I guess my... Just but, jumping straight into it. Yeah, jump. So with Infinity War... <laughs> <laughs> now, I wanted to see your opinion on Infinity War, how much you knew watching the movies. Right. Um, with the different phases that they were doing and, and how you think they pulled that off or did they pull it off well. Okay, so... Oh, man, I was really hoping you weren't going to ask me this many questions about Marvel because I really don't know. Yeah. Um, look, Marvel for me has been, yeah, really enticing to watch. And we, we went and saw a lot of the movies together. We saw yeah. um, Black Panther together. We do we, we went and saw them, uh, Infinity War. and I think Infinity War. I don't we know saw Infinity War together. No, nah, Endgame because you took forever to watch Endgame, didn't you? Was that you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we watched, it, for like but we watched Infinity War together. Yeah, 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 because we went to the movies. Anyways, irrelevant. Um, yeah, but the lead up to because I know there's a lot of story behind uh, the Infinity Stones and the build up to Thanos, and everyone know, knew who that Thanos was coming and all this sort of stuff. I really didn't have as much information as what everybody else had because I was kind of just watching them as movies, not really. It kind of took me a while to catch on that they are all connected. Yeah, and yeah. that's not through lack of like knowledge, but just through lack of interest. I was yeah, just kind yeah. of like, oh yeah, I mean, I like Chris Hemsworth. I'll watch Thor. Or, oh yeah, I like Captain America. I'll give that a go, sort of thing. I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really realize that they were kind of all intertwined. You didn't know there was a bigger picture. Being no, I, I don't think know. a lot of people did, unless you were nuts about the movies. Yeah, um, or the comics, then you would see. My cousin's going to kill me because he's nuts about them. So yeah. he's like a Marvel fiend. Um, but yeah, so going back to your question, what like, in regards to like the build up of the Infinity Stones, I if I think if I hadn't known about it, I would have really enjoyed the build up and the lead up, and yep. I would have really um, focused in on the movies with a bit more critical thinking and like actually picking up on like the Easter eggs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really fully um, pick up on it for a while, so it's kind of hard to give you my opinion on that. But I thought the the way the the way that they did it and the formula that they used. To get there was good. It was entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I guess that brings me to my next point. Where do we see Marvel? Or where do I think Marvel's going now? I think they're taking a very different approach to what the end game for Phase 4 and Phase 5 is going to be. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's going to work. Okay. Because they're playing all their cards up front. With the Infinity Stones, you could, you could watch all the movies and like you wouldn't know that there is... It's building up to something. Yeah, now yeah. we know that they're going to do that and they're playing their cards just right on the table. Well, you know, Kang the Conqueror um, is, being te- is being teased for in season two of Loki. Like, that's 
that kind of stuff annoys me. I don't think... I reckon they'll pull it off somehow, but I think that's not the end result, mm. if you know what I mean. Do you think that maybe um, maybe because they went along this whole Infinity Stone saga where it was, you know, Easter eggs were appearing in each different movie and people were kind of like connecting the dots, they were kind of like, you know what, that's been done. Let's not copy the same formula. Mm. Let's do something different that's going to keep the audience interested because... If they went and did the same formula, you're like, oh, okay, so they're, they're basically doing this, so I have to watch every other fucking movie just so I can see what's going on in the story. Yeah. Whereas playing playing this whole, you know, um, laying their cards out on the table, as you said, maybe that's their approach to be like, you know what, screw it, here you go, get excited sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they're smarter than we think, and it's actually a distraction. Maybe they're playing their cards... Closer to their closer to their chest than we think. Maybe they're actually not putting all the information out there. Maybe we think that Kang the Conqueror is actually the main villain, but in fact, the you know fractions of timelines or whatever bring something even worse, and yeah. that it's actually like, oh, you thought it was going in this direction? Plot twist! Bam! Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the their end game for their new phase, going just straight to Kang the Conqueror. I just I think that'll play a part. I just don't think it's going to be going to be the end game. I don't know. It's, it's it's very hard to try and dive deep into the different comics that are out there and try and find a bigger villain. Yeah, right. You know, than Thanos or than no, Kang the Conqueror. Then, well, is Kang the Conqueror a bigger villain than Thanos? Mm. You know, is it, that's a good question there. But I just can't see anything. I, I just don't know if I like it that they've brought it out straight away. They've gone, oh yeah, we're going to tease that this guy's going to be the villain. We're going to show him in two in in a TV series, and then he's also going to be the main villain in the movies. How's I don't like that how, either. How accurate is that though? Like, is that like a confirmed thing, or is that just fan theories? Like, in, no, in so regards to Kang the Conqueror. Well, Kang the Conqueror will be in season two of of Loki. Yeah, we've and, obviously seen him in Loki. Yeah, at the end already. and he's also spoilers. He's also cast in Ant Man, um, Quantum Mania. So yeah, he's right. definitely going to be in the movies mm-hmm. at at some point. Right. Um, don't know if he's going to be in Multiverse of Madness. Um, but yeah, he's already teased as the villain and going, right. jumping from TV shows. Like you never saw Thanos in a TV show. No. I think that just takes it away from being at this major villain. Do you think it's more of a marketing technique then as a way to get people to watch the, the Disney plus series? Probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a marketing technique. I think they're just, they're trying to build up to something and I just can't figure out what that is in it. So right. <laughs> So I'm just going to shit on them in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can't figure out. Like, I do have a inkling that... So they've got a new movie coming out, Eternals. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. I think so, but go on. I'll let you carry that. Yeah, so Eternals is basically um, the Celestials, uh, these beings that um, they're top of the food chain kind of thing mm-hmm. in, the Marvel, in the Marvel Universe. They came to Earth and created um, two beings, which was the Eternals and the Deviants. Okay. Um, Thanos was actually an Eternal. His father was an Eternal. Right. And um, that's basically Thanos is is an Eternal. They're like godlike kind of beings. Right, right. But they're they're not um, they're not immortal. They um, they can they can die. They live for a very long time. They're just powerful as well. Yeah. And there's a bunch of them on on Earth, and that's right. what this new movie is going to be about. Um, I lost my track of thought then when I was going. <laughs> what Eternals is? <laughs> no, not what Eternals are. I'll just explain that. Speaking to the mic, dog. Can't hear. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Hey, I'm just.
trying to find it. Oh, yeah, that's it. So, because the Eternals are going to be part, basically, they're bringing that into the cinematic universe, could we then be seeing a higher up of the food chain, the Celestials, or something along those lines as a bigger villain than Kang the Conqueror? Mm. That's my only... Is there thought. a way that the... Because going by the Loki series and the way that they've destroyed the TAC and opened up all these timelines, is there a way that now the Celestials and the Internals can make the, their way into onto the screen in a way? Because they cause they're, might be part of a different timeline or whatever? Well, it's been teased that because cause Captain America and stuff's gone um, near, one, one of the characters, I can't I forget his name... Um, he in the trailer he jokes that he's going to lead the Avengers and then you know everyone laughs and blah blah, blah it's funny funny haha, um, but it, they could bring that into the Eternals becoming a part of the Avengers and then that's how they you know they they bring the Avengers back together mm-hmm. to fight a bigger villain. I just don't think Kang the Conqueror is the end end result. You think it's too hiding in plain sight <laughs> in a way like it's not sorry not hiding in plain sight like you think it's just too obvious it's too it's too Simple, yeah, too simple. It's not, it's there's no, you're not built there. They haven't built up to Kang the Conqueror, yeah. They showed, um, uh, He Who Remains, and then all of a sudden he fucking dies or whatever, or um, doesn't take the what's it called, um, gives the power to the other Loki, yeah, and then that open opens up the um, multiverse, yeah, and then all of a sudden Loki goes back and Kang the Conqueror is there. Like, there's a big statue erected. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that was pretty quick. It was erected, was it? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I like statues now. <laughs> um, well, okay, so... is Do you think a lot of this is because... I don't know. I, I might be reaching here. But with Disney being in the picture now, um, how long has Disney been a part of Marvel now? a good question i should have looked that up yeah you should have you're yeah. a dog but do you think um do you think now that because they've got the disney series that that marvel's sort of taken maybe a bit of a sidestep and is now gone more towards spoon feeding their audience the information rather than letting the audience figure out for themselves i think they've just they're trying to adapt in today's climate i think that's probably mm. more the thing having the tv shows work with the movies if you've got access to tv shows you you can pump out more content and more stories and and add a bigger universe rather than, you know, pumping out 10 movies a a year. You can pump out, you know, eight episodes in a TV series. I think it's just more the climate that, that they're in. Not, I don't think Disney's... Just cause I don't think Disney's a problem with Marvel. Right. I think they're still doing fine. They're, in the Loki series, there was that Disney-esque type mm-hmm. of... Um, what do you call it? Fucking... Cheesiness. Cheesiness and, you know, you can see that a little Dialogue bit. And Same thing yeah. with, you know, Thor when Thor got fat and, yeah. and all that. that oh, I have, oh, I hated that. I hated that so much. <laughs> I'll dive into that later. That, that you know, no, fuck it. You know what? I'm diving into it now. Yeah. That pissed me off <laughs> so much. I saw, I saw that scene again on TikTok this morning. I saw that scene where he, um, where obviously they go, they're going off to change shit to get the Infinity Stones, whatever, whatever. And Thor has a job, but he bumps into his mum, and his mum basically knows that he's from the future, and yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. the future hasn't treated you well, has it? And he's like, oh, I'm not from the future. Oh, okay, I'm from the future. Like, Chris Hemsworth did a great job portraying that comedic element of Thor. I don't think that he should have been fat. 
Or, if he was going to be fat like they made him, is when he did finally get the strength back. He's a fucking god, for God's sakes. Literally. Like, when he's... Like, when he gets his power back and he starts to, like, you know, fuck Thanos up and shit, when he gets all of his shit, he should be shredded, dude. Like, he's a god. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think that they... And at the... Okay, oh, and at the end... (laughs) Spoilers if you haven't seen Endgame, but at the end at Tony Stark's funeral, right, this is what even pissed me off even more, is they kept... But they kept selling this narrative that Thor's just a piece of shit now because yeah. everyone's wearing nice black suits. He's wearing this worn and torn suit. His beard and hair's all fucked, and he's got hobo gloves on. I'm like, bro, he should have changed back into the fucking badass he was. The leap from Thor in Infinity War versus Thor in Endgame. I don't care if there's Marvel critics out there. I was part of the comics. Ugh, I don't give a flying fuck. I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> It actually annoyed the shit out of me, dude. I yeah. was like, I'm sorry? What's going on here? You can't just do our Aussie boy like this. Like, yeah. What the fuck? I think they built built Thor up so much and he had to, he had such growth in his character and then to all of a sudden see him as this fat, lazy, you know, man. <sighs> that was that really annoyed it, me. It actually like it was lazy writing, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it was like, oh, Oh, this is all so serious. Let's put someone funny in there. Chris Hemsworth funny. Yeah, let's make Thor fat. I don't know. I just felt like it was just a thoughtless idea that they just kind of like, oh, he's defeated. Sure. Like, he went through full-blown mental health. Like, that's what I thought was really cool about his character is he was relatable. He went through depression. He felt like shit. All all the people around him had died to his knowledge. Like, all these things had gone wrong and he took sole blame. Because he had an opportunity to kill Thanos, he missed, he didn't succeed, and it was all his fault in his eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. I understand the development from there, him turning into this depressed character, he's self-loathing, he's fat, he's lost all his power, I get it. Yeah. But when he gains his power, and the respect of his peers, and he fights back, that's where we should see the transition. We've seen the transition yeah. from when he was strong to when he turned shit, now he's back strong. He can't just keep looking like a slob. Yeah, Give yeah. him the credit that he deserves and make him look powerful again. He's a god. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tangent well, over. Anyways, <laughs> fucking, oh, uh, triggered. Yeah. Absolutely triggered. Oh, that was good. It was good content. Anyways, no. go on. Um, yeah, I just hope they don't do so- that again. That'd yeah. be really annoying if they bring out new characters and they, it goes down. You'd be like, just stop. Mm. Stop putting that Disney-esque type of um, play on the movies and let Marvel do it the way that they, they want to do best. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the new Spider-Man? Have you, do you know anything about it? I've seen fan-made trailers. I've seen fan-made posters. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I think it is and you can just tell me if I'm wrong yep. or not. Um, so basically... Wrong. Sorry. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, basically, due to the TAC debacle in Loki, it's opened up all these universes, which has kind of created this opportunity for all the old school and new school Spider-Mans to get together. So, you've got Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, the new Amazing Spider-Man, and then Tom Holland all coming together to basically fight each other's villains, if yeah. you will. Yeah. That's kind of the, the very brief, basic... Uh, explanation that I have. I think that's right. I don't know if Toby Maguire it's it's rumored obviously, it's not confirmed. Um I don't think they're going to put Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man. I think it's going to be maybe later down 
the track, maybe. I just can't see anything, it's, and it's hard to... So do you think it's more like Tom Holland faces the <coughs> the older villains? Yeah. Like Electro, like... Yeah, well... Doctor so, Ock. Yeah, shit. so um, Jamie Foxx is reprising his role of Electro, which he, that was Andrew Garfield's um, Spider-Man. And then you've got Doctor Ock. Um, he's confirmed, the actor, I can't remember his name. Um, he's confirmed to be in the movie as well. Same right. with Benedict Cumberbatch. So it is going to be part of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you may only see a glimpse of the other Spider-Mans. I don't think it's going to be a, a team up and, you know, fight, you know, yeah. the, the, yeah. um, the villains. But what I think they'll do is that it'll be the, do you know what the Sinister Six is? No. So the Sinister Six is usually led by... Um, Dr. Ock or the Green Oh, Goblin. that's right. They're kind of like the Avengers of the, <coughs> yeah, the villains, exactly. Right? So I think that's what they're trying to do. It's going to be more of a Sinister Six type mm-hmm. movie yeah. uh, with Tom Holland, Spider-Man and um, probably Dr. Doctor Strange in there somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's no trailers. There's no, no Yeah, there's no real information, is there? Yeah. It is, is ru- rumoured that Willem Dafoe... Will come back as Green yeah. Goblin. I just... Okay, well, let me counter counter question you. Like, do you want to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in this, or do you think that it's kind of Spider Man overkill? I would, I'd like to see it. I just I just want them to do it properly, properly, and it'll just be sad that you're not going to see them again. That's that's probably my concern. Is that I like Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. I loved Andrew Garfield. And we don't get to see them again because Tom Holland. So, do I don't know. know. I, mean? I don't know. I, I feel like that whenever they, you know, if they reprise roles for actors, like let's say it's not unheard of. It wouldn't be unheard of if like um, they did this and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in it. Mm. And then everyone came out of the woodwork and was like, that was amazing. Tobey Maguire did a great job, blah, 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 blah. There's no reason that they wouldn't then go ahead and make a Tobey Maguire yeah. Spider-Man standalone film that's not related to this or that sort of like takes takes precedent before yeah, this movie, yeah. you know, like as like a prequel type thing. Well, probably one of the theories that I've got in my head with this whole multiverse thing, because I think it's going to be very, it opens up a lot of avenues in the sense that they can create other movies that aren't going to be directly related to the main storyline. So you can see a glimpse into another another um, universe, which is what I kind of hope that they do um, for Miles Morales. Right. They need a movie for Miles Morales, yeah. I think. I think that would be... Now's the perfect time because you've got the multiverse there. You can kind of dive into that, mm-hmm. you know, that genre. Uh, was it Into the Spideyverse was yep. amazing. I love that movie. Animation. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awesome. So if they did something like that, live action, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gives them a lot of options, the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they're going to make it make sense. Yeah. Because um, it's going to be... A fi- I feel like it's going to be all over the shop. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to really... Um, it's like it's one thing to sort of get involved with like time travel like they did in, in Endgame. That's mm. already kind of confusing enough. Yeah. Then to go ahead and make like kind of like a... Like a side story with Loki in the way that his whole development has gone through the TAC and um, then you're bringing in like multiple different timelines into it mm. and then you're getting multiverses and, and, and different universes involved. It's kind of like, fuck, where does it all stop? Like people were already getting so like confused about time travel. It's like, how do you, how do you manage that 
with mess. My, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. I think it, it, it will definitely follow a linear... That, that's what is that, that's what has me worried is because they're doing TV shows as well. It's going to get muddled. You know, you can't just say, oh, yeah, this is the main... Like, are the, are the movies going to be the main kind of storyline? Where you could, like, in a way, like, you just watch the movies and you're not left with no information. Yeah. Right. That's kind of how I feel as well because if they said, oh, you have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in the lead up to Endgame to understand the Infinity Stones better and all that, I'd be like, no. Yeah. I'm not going to dedicate all this time to mm. um, a TV series when there's other things I want to watch or other things that I want to do just to understand a movie that I eventually have to go and pay for yeah. anyway. It's kind of like, no, I, I want to go for my own entertainment. If you want to tell me a story, tell it to me through the movie. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it does get a bit risky in, in the sense of like, okay, like... I haven't seen um, One Division. I haven't seen yeah, I um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, mm. how how closely do they tie in with Loki, and how closely is that all going to tie in with the movie series? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a good question and, and a good way to speculate. Like, with the linear path that they normally take, are they going to find different avenues in order the, to produce a story, mm. or are they going to stick with hey, don't worry, we're just you know, tying this particular series in with the next movie for now, just because we didn't have, you know, yeah. enough well, that- time to produce it into a movie. I don't know. And then it's kind of like, well, with, with season two of Loki, how closely is that going to tie in with the mm. whole movie series? Well, it's got to be, because the multiverse has happened, that mm-hmm. that breach or the the TVA or whatever, that's um, got, well, they're still there, but... That breach is happening. I call them TAC. TAC. <laughs> Isn't that <there> like <laughs> Traffic Australia controls up here? <laughs> <laughs> the TAC. <laughs> Just I'm doing a big road. Yeah, same guys <laughs> that are looking after our road rules are uh, <laughs> also looking after the fucking timeline in Marvel. Oh, fuck. Was it the TVA? TVA. TAC. Authority. Uh, anyways oh, What was I saying? <laughs> done Sorry No, that's alright um, oh, Well, let me Actually, I'll add on to that then um, Yeah, because with this like, Do you think it would work then If they had like Limited series? Because like a limited series Is kind of like a, You know A small series where Each episode goes for like An hour And you've got like Five episodes That's a lot more easy to digest than having like season after season after yeah. season, and then you've got another show that's season after season after season. Like, how do you find the time to fucking mold all mm. of them together? Well, like, that's 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 my point in in Kang the Conqueror being the main the main villain. Like, you've got a there's two there's going to be two seasons of Loki. But so for you to understand the multiverse and everything, you need to watch Loki. Yeah, which you're not going to understand. You're not going to understand that like the whole you you you'll probably catch on to it but you're going to get a better understanding of who Kang the Conqueror is, how it all happened, because, you know, they did a, a show about it. But yeah. not everyone's going to watch... I think anyone who's going to watch Marvel is going to watch a TV show. Yeah, of course. But I don't like that they did that. That yeah. they're, they're putting everything into that TV show, and then we've got to go watch watch the movies. Because it's kind of too disconnected in, in, in the realms of, like, platform. Yeah. In the way they produce... produce the well, they're, 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 it's Marvel. They're probably going to pull it off, and I'm going to be wrong. Um, yeah, and I want to be wrong. Yeah, I want it to work out. I want it to be good. I'm just interested to see how how they actually do pull yeah. it off. I so, how do you mean. think they could really screw all this up? Making it too confusing. 
Like yeah. if you if you've got to go back and forth from TV show to movies to and you go, oh fuck, where are we at again? Like, there's a di- yeah, there's a difference between too confusing in the sense of like the story is confusing. I don't think that's what we're worried about. Mm. I think it's too confusing in the sense of like when they even when they released the movies, it was like oh well, this one actually takes place before this one, but this one takes place after that one. It's like yeah. okay, well that was ca- the the linear timeline was kind of confusing as it yeah. is just between movies. If you throw TV shows into the mix, how much more confusing is that going to get? Yeah. Not so much in the sense of like, oh, the storyline is confusing, but in which order do I have to freaking watch them all? Yeah, but and, I, th- I, think I think they're realizing that as well because they pushed out a lot of the movies till next year. Yeah. Um, a lo- I think a lot of them were meant to be released this year, but because of COVID. So I think what they've done is they've done the whole Loki series. They were able to get that finished. Um which would have been finished. That would have been finished like a year and a half ago or something. Mm. Two years ago, probably. Yeah. Fuck, they put a lot of time and effort into think- planning the different phases. Fuck me, they're a mastermind out yeah. there. Which makes you think that they're going to pull this off, whatever yeah. they got planned. Yeah. I just hope it's not... Yeah, if there's anything that I hope it's not, I hope it's not lackluster in the sense of Kane the Conqueror being like so, such a predictable villain. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I also hope that they don't screw up in the way in which they reveal it all to us through series and shows and movies. And it's like, you know, what, do I have to read this comic as well just to understand this guy's <laughs> fucking backstory? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose as long as it's not getting too, like, muddled up, then then that's... Well, then I mean, they can make it work. I am excited um, mm. for it and future TV shows and... And whatever, I just <coughs> yeah, I just want to know everything now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want a good theory that I can get behind. I just don't, I don't, just don't think Kang the Conqueror is the um, the right choice. If not it, the right, I think he's a good like. It's going to be a good villain. I just can't see them playing all their cards straight away and saying, oh yeah, this is what the next 10, 15 movies and TV shows are going to be about. Is going to be about the multiverse. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just like they've given us three. Well, you've got Loki series. Um, WandaVision, and they've all teased the TVA, all that kind of stuff. That's as soon as it started. Like, we didn't know about anything about Infinity Stones for a good five movies, at least. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, they went through 10 years of films before they even got to the end game. When you're telling me we already know who this guy is, and we've got to wait 10 years until he's either dead or we're... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I think that's, yeah, my only concern. Oh, I don't think he's the main villain. There's going to be somebody else or... Yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess it's who the, who the Avengers are going to fight mm. at the end, or is it going to be about the Avengers? Is that the thing? Yeah. Or is it going to break off into you know different different superheroes, and it's not going to be about the Avengers anymore, or you know the the Avengers aren't going to be the main storyline? Yeah, although the re- I suppose the good side is is the fact that we're asking all these questions: Are they going to be? Are they, is it going to be around the Avengers and all that sort of stuff? That, for me, is already a good sign that we really don't know that much information. Yeah. Which means yep. that there is more to learn. So, hopefully, over the next six months, we learn a bit more about what they're, what they're going to come out with. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see, I think. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. Going back to um, Marvel. Uh, so, on the note of talking about Marvel with D... Uh, I'm going to try this again. <laughs> Come on, spit it out. Fucking hell. You got this. You got it. On the note <laughs> <laughs> on the note of uh Marvel with its TV shows, I wanted to dive into DC. 
because DC is obviously a mess. It's in absolute shambles right now. Um, now, this is my own personal opinion. I'm going to really try and dive into this as best as I can without diving too much into the specifics, okay? Yeah. Um, what do we know about DC so far? We know that they have had Batman and Superman movies since the 70s, 80s, 90s. It's been around for a while. It's been around a lot longer um, than the Avengers in the sense of like on the screen, yep. right? But I think where, where the DC sort of um, industry has gone wrong is they've really just beaten a dead horse. They, we've seen four or five remakes of Batman, three or five, three to four or five different Superman. You've got, you know, Michael Keaton, um, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and then they're all Batman. And then for Superman, you've got Henry Cavill, Christopher Reeves, that other dude that was in Superman Returns that no one cares about. <laughs> Um, you know, so like, there's a lot, there's a lot of things, and they all do the same thing every time. They're either, the Batman movies are either different adaptations of Batman, but yep. generally the same thing. Yes, okay, his parents die. We we get it. We understand Batman. We understand his his logic and his philosophy and all that sort of stuff. And the same goes Superman. We know he's from Krypton. We know he crashes into Smallville. We know his parents are human, and he gets raised by them. And bloody 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 blah. He's allergic to Kryptonite. Whatever. We get it. Allergic. Yeah, yeah. He gets <laughs> hives and shit. He's fine though. He just like his throat swells up a little bit. Um, no. Anyways, so that's kind of where DC I think kind of f- fails a little bit. Um, and then they've been spending a lot of time pouring a lot of money and a lot of resources into their TV shows. Um, specifically, you've got Arrow. You've got Supergirl or Superwoman. Supergirl. Supergirl. You've got Superman and Lois. You've got the Flash. Um, you've got Titans, and they all intertwine. I don't think Titans intertwines Titans with them, but yeah. the rest of them do. Now, I haven't watched Arrow, uh, Supergirl, or The Flash for good reason. You're missing out, um, mate. It apparently, is a apparently, absolutely not. <laughs> apparently, Supergirl is the cringiest show known to man. Um, but what I did decide to do is I decided to watch one of the most recent ones, which is I started to watch uh, Superman and Lois. Now, I grew up being a massive Smallville fan um, with Tom Welling. I thought that show, for its time and for the age that I was, was really, really awesome. It gave me a lot more insight into Superman's backstory, that he didn't always have all of his powers in the beginning, things like that. So, um, it really introduced more of uh, the origins of Lex Luthor and all of that sort of stuff. I think that was done really well. Superman and Lois, I actually found, I thought was going to be really cringy. Um, but actually kind of married well with my my likes and dislikes um, and actually tied in well with the old school formula that Smallville used to have. Yeah. And what I mean by formula is in the way that they tell stories, there's multiple storylines. You're getting it from different people's perspectives. At first, when I saw the title, I was like, why is it about Superman and Lois? Like, who gives a flying hell about Lois? Like, she shouldn't have her own story, whatever. But turns out she they really dive into her investigative journalism yeah. and how the story that she's unfolding then relates back to Superman. So it's kind of like a real good marriage and they are married. That's kind of the whole point of Superman and Lois is yeah. they have kids. Um, a, a set of twins, um, Jonathan Kent, who's named after um, uh, Clark's dad, his non-biological dad. And then the other kid, I can't remember his name, but it's Jaden maybe. And it's related to Jarrell. Anyways, um, irrelevant. Um, but yeah, so 
the story itself is actually pretty good. And they pay pretty good homage to the Smallville series as well. There's a lot of little yeah. Easter eggs in there. Like, he has his old dad's truck, which is literally almost identical to the truck that they used in Smallville. Yeah, okay. Little things like that that I thought was really good. Um, just to quickly dive into that, though, um, there were some things that I really liked about the show and things that I didn't like. Um, and this is where I can sort of see where DC sort of fails, especially because, let's be honest, shows, even if they're Marvel shows, they're not going to have as big a budget for each episode as what the movies do. Yeah. Uh, in total. So you can understand there's going to be some flaws and I feel like that the reason that superhero shows are let down so much is because they require so much CGI. Um, The Superman and Lois TV show did really well doing the flying, the laser eyes, the laser breath, the laser breath, the freeze breath. Um, They did all that really well until you start fighting. When there's fight scenes and they're flying through the air and there's explosions, it just gets real. It just starts to like you start to detach from that enchantment that you're under when you're yeah, watching a yeah. show. Um, and yeah, same goes for the acting as well. The acting done by um, Lois and Superman and done by their kids and done by their friends and their family is all really good. Yeah. Right up until a villain walks in. Then the villain is just cheesy as hell and he can't deliver dialogue and it's corny yeah. and there's so many villains and they're all the same. They're all they're all, all hell-bent on killing Superman <laughs> and oh, I hate myself and I have kryptonite and it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't care. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of hit and miss. And if that's kind of the direction I feel that DC is going with their TV shows, it's not something I'm really going to get invested in heavily. Um, because it's hard to not compare DC to Marvel. Yeah. It really, it's hard because, you know, in reality, they're both superhero franchises. They both, you know cater to us as kids growing up. I want to be this person. I want to be that person. I want to be like Superman. I want to be like Batman or Iron Man or whatever. So it's hard to not compare the two. Yeah. Especially because they're so closely aligned in the way that they conduct themselves. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Um, But yeah, okay. So what I was going to do is I was going to go ahead and compare where DC has gone wrong in comparison to Marvel. And it's quite obvious. As I've said, they've beaten a dead horse rather than trying to make a masterpiece that marriages all these characters together, they just keep making new adaptations, new versions of the same old story that's just just overdone. Completely overdone. I think I think there's a couple of problems with DC and the way they've done things. I think when they decided to do the TV shows, Arrow, Flash, and all that kind of stuff, it worked at the start. I think it, it caters to a younger audience. Yeah. It's... I don't think they're trying to do what Marvel's doing mm-hmm. with their TV shows. Um, obviously, they're not going to match Marvel's TV shows. Yeah. Um, but I think with DC, they they it's probably more just their business. Like they don't have anyone there to to marry it at all, all up. You know, have yeah. the and and because there's such a high turnover of actors playing the same character. That's the biggest. They issue. can't kind of. Yeah, they can't gel. I think they did okay with Wonder Woman, The Flash, Zack Snyder's. Um, uh, Justice League. Yeah, I think that was done really well. That's what I was going to dive into next. Actually, but keep going. Yeah, I think they did that well. I, I don't want them to do what Marvel's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they should. They're standalone movies. I don't care if they rehash Batman a hundred times. I think there's a same, the same thing with the Joker. I reckon you can re those characters can be used uh, can be played by multiple different actors. Yeah to have a different take on because like especially Batman he goes through so many different stages 
and also there's different versions of Batman. You know, you've got the Dark Knight. Um, you, you can and you can see it like with um, Christian Bale's one was a little bit more. I'd probably see his Batman more in a Justice League movie than say um, Ben Affleck's kind of thing. Right. Even though Ben Affleck's is, is a lot older Batman, but I think he can keep. Yeah. Doing it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think it can be done. I just think that if you want to produce something that's going to really grab the audience attention to keep going back to watching something, I feel like that with with the way that society is at the moment and the way that we consume content is it, it only it's getting to a point where it's going to get boring, mm. I feel like. It's going to get to a point where I understand that what I mean so much is in like honing in on the same thing every time is probably Superman more so than Batman, mm. I might say. Because regardless of um, the fact that you have Superman at different ages, he really is a very monotone character. Everyone kind of really knows yeah. everything there is to know about Superman. Whereas Batman, I think, is the exception. He's a lot more complex. There are different versions of him, different versions of him um, as you see him grow up in different ages. That's why... Christian Bale's Batman is a lot different to Ben Affleck's Batman because the yeah. age gap and the same goes for Robert Pattinson's movie coming yeah. out. He's going to play a lot younger Batman. So there is the exception. I'm not going to lie. That's probably a big thing that works for them. Yeah. Um, and same for the Joker. There's a lot more, There's a lot of different interpretations of the Joker yeah. and where his origin comes from. Do you, do you think that if Heath Ledger didn't die, do you think DC would be on a different oh, path? I don't know. Because I don't, I don't think that... Um, Christian Bale wanted to continue playing Batman after the trilogy. But I think that it could have really kicked off this whole Christopher Nolan universe and mm. just made it something great. But I don't know. Because I think at that time, I think if they... I reckon they probably would have had plans or something like that to see how big um, Heath Ledger's Joker was going to be. Um they probably did have plans and because all the Marvel films coming out, they'll probably try and like, uh, that would have been the perfect time to do that stuff. And I think of they, course, yeah. you know, weren't able to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but instead, you know, and I understand that what we, what you've just said before as well is that the DC may not want to go ahead and do what Marvel's doing. Well, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like they do want to. Mm. And the reason they, I think that is because they had the Ben Affleck, the Ben Affleck Batman come out. Then they had Batman versus Superman as well as, uh, Man of Steel before that, so they're already yeah. they're already intertwining these movies. So you're basically trying to compete, yeah, right. And if you're going to compete, do it fucking properly, yeah. So then they've got um, then they've had Wonder Woman, which then ties in with that Aqu- Aquaman, which then ties in with that, and now they've then released the Justice League, which ties in with all of them. And now Flash is getting his own standalone movie, yeah, yeah. and I'm assuming Cyborg may or may not get his one. Yeah. Um, although probably not after the Snyder Cut kind of really released his whole origin story within yeah, that movie. that was... Going into the Snyder Cut specifically. Now, I didn't watch the original Justice League, and I'm so glad <laughs> because I sat down and I saw it on Foxtel the other day, and I was like, oh, I might see what the difference is. I got about 20 minutes in, and it was already halfway through, but I was like, 20 minutes, and like, this is terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Um, so if you haven't seen the Snyder Cut, I urge you to actually go and watch it um, because it is really good. And the reason I think it's really good is is it puts Justice League and DC on the map. Yeah. And the reason I think it's done so well is through the intricate storytelling of each character and their backstory and things like that, but also because we're starting to see characters that we wouldn't have seen before without it. Yeah. Yes, Cyborg. Yes, The Flash. Um, 
were new to this. But even Martian Manhunter yeah, at the yeah. very end. If you haven't seen it, sorry, spoiler alert, but really, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Martian Manhunter coming at the end. Like he he's a huge part of the Justice League. Yeah, and it sets that it sets up what they could possibly do. See, if 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 DC wanted to do play their cards right now, now would be the time to release mm. a Martian Manhunter movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That would, that would, that's what Marvel would do. I'm okay. I'm, I'm not saying that's what DC should do because I don't think that they should copy Marvel in any yeah. capacity in the way they do things. But I think if you're going to set up an audience to be like, oh my God, it's Martian Manhunter. What's going to go on here? What yeah, the fuck? Yeah. What, what the hell's going on? There hasn't even, I haven't even heard a word of it. No. Not a single word of it. Like, I'm sorry? They probably. You just kind of just going to just do this weird cameo yeah. and just expect us to be like, oh, God. I wonder what it. I wonder what the plan is for DC now. Right. Well, that ties in with... They're spending a lot of time on this series that they're releasing. They've got Titans, which is basically... Which is basically a live-action Young Justice, really. Yeah. yeah. But just different. Um, now, I got you to watch an episode of Young Justice. And let me just give you a bit of a backstory. Because I grew up watching Young Justice in high school. Because it came out in 2013. So, I was just wrapping up VCA. And it came out and I was like, this is good. The reason I thought it was good is it was an animation series, but it wasn't tailored to kids. It was clearly tailored to um, like a mid-teen, early 20, young adult audience um, because it was less about superheroes in the Justice League and more about teamwork, loyalty, friendship, companionship, romance, drama, uh, betrayal, like it, yeah. it, per- it portrayed a lot of those qualities, which I don't think you would see in a kids show, mm. really. Yeah. Um, and the reason I thought it worked so well is because that at the time they only released two seasons, um, and the reason they actually only released two seasons is because they actually Warner Brothers had spent a lot of money investing in toys for yeah. the show, but because the audience weren't kids, uh. they didn't make any sales, so they pulled the pin. They stopped making the show. A few years later, through fan demand, yeah, they brought yeah. back a third season. And now there's actually... I didn't realize this until I did the research for the podcast. There's actually a fourth season coming out in October this year. Oh, that's so I'm cool. keen for that. Yeah, so yeah. get on that. Yeah. But um, the reason I thought it worked so well is, as I said, it catered to a, like a young adult audience. Um, and it tied in well with DC's universe. Yeah. If you don't know what Young Justice is, please watch it. It's on Netflix. But if you don't want to watch it and you can't be bothered, that's fine. But it's basically about all the sidekicks of every superhero forming their own mini squad to yeah. get themselves into the Justice League. So in the first season, you've got Robin, who's obviously Batman's sidekick. You've then got... Um, KF. KF. Yeah, Kid Flash. Then you've got um, Aqualad, who is Kaldor, who's actually Aquaman's protege. Um, you've got Speedy, otherwise known as Red Arrow who was Green Arrow's protege. Then you've got um, Artemis, who then becomes Green Arrow's protege. Then you've got Miss Martian, who was the sidekick to Martian Manhunter. And then you've got Connor, who is Superman's clone. clone yeah. So that's that's kind of the, the, the characters that follows. It's basically they're all trying to become the Justice League, but they never get given enough credit, so they have their own little missions, which end up being bigger than what originally yeah. thought. 
What I think the show does well is every season they get older. So you actually see the transition of them joining the Justice League. Yep. You see Robin turn into Nightwing and then a new Robin yeah, comes yep, along. You yep. see Kid Flash turn into the Flash and then a new Flash comes along. So that works really well. Now, hear me out. Here's where I get a little bit creative with it. I think, personally speaking, that the Schneider Cut was very, very good. They did a really good job at portraying the Justice League and what they stand for and where it could go from there. However, as you mentioned before, actually I think DC doesn't have a grasp on, which Marvel definitely does, is they have contracts and they have actors that are willing to stick around. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing an audience can ask for is having a character that is being played so well by an actor, but that actor doesn't go anywhere. I would love to see Henry Cavill stay as Superman for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. Until there's a reason to bring in somebody else through the story, not just because he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Same goes with Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman. Um, same goes for Ben Affleck as Batman, which yep. even he's already up and down about whether or not he wants to play Batman again. Yeah, yeah. Get a grip, Ben. Come on. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like, that's where DC needs to sort their shit out and get people that are willing to stay in for the long haul so that people can get engaged mm. with these characters. They can get engaged with these actors. They can enjoy the experience and the storytelling and the character, t- character arcs and the character yeah. development. Like, Learn to love them. I'm going to throw something out there. Okay. All right. So, I, I 100% agree with you on keeping keeping the Justice League the way it is. What about a time skip to, say, 10 years or so into the future? Mm. But the new DC universe is going to be based around um, Young Justice. Get the fuck out of my head, cut! <laughs> <laughs> actually taking the piss? No, I but- spent all afternoon <laughs> crafting this shit. You're a fucking asshole. I hate you. Oh, all right, you- yes. Okay, yeah. you know what? Fucking hang on a second. <laughs> Let me get my mic out of this fucking stand. Oh. This needs to happen right now. Okay. <laughs> all right, fuck me. I'm excited. Yeah, so this is exactly what I was thinking, right? Oh. Is, okay, because let's, let's just, okay, take a breath. Yeah. Breathe. You breathe. You need to breathe. <laughs> I love DC. Okay, let's just make this work. So let's just pretend that the shows and Suicide Squad don't exist, right? Let's pretend that nothing exists outside the Justice League, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, um, what's his name from Game of Thrones, Jason Momoa. Yep. Let's pretend that that's the beginning, right? Do a time skip, as you said. Keep these actors playing these characters as cameos, Cameos. right? Fuck, oh, we are on. <laughs> and then you turn Young Justice, the first season, they become the new characters that yeah, people love. Yeah. Because it does two things. It you can you can then find new and upcoming actors that are gonna be willing to stick in it for the long haul mm. and you can give the show the the movie series a massive budget because it's Warner Brothers DC, come on. And then the second thing is you're getting to love characters that actually haven't had a lot of screen time, especially in, in a sense of live action, right? Yeah, yep. So, oh man, I'm I'm shaking. I'm excited. <laughs> um, okay, I've got my notes here. So, I already did a brief um, overview of, yeah, who the characters are. We've gone through yeah, that. Yep. Um, that's kind of what Titans is kind of doing. They're kind of doing a live action of, of Young Justice, but not really, because they, as you told me before, so they've got Nightwing, they've yep. got Robin, 
Then they've also got uh, Connor, which is yep. Superboy. I don't really... I haven't seen the second season, so I don't really know how well that ties in it. But the first season was kind of airing on the side of cheesy, and I just don't yeah. think that they have the budget to pull this sort of stuff off. Yep. So they scrapped that. Put that on the back burner. I don't care if you bring actors over, put them in the show. That's fine. Yep. Um. Even even have the guys that, um. Even have the guy that plays Nightwing as Nightwing because he's part yep. of the Justice League. Yeah. Really cool. Um. But yeah. So okay. Let's pretend you've got um, Artemis, Red Arrow, uh, Miss Martian, Connor, Keldor, which is Aqualad, Kid Flash, Robin. How do you want to see them? In this, and, and who, would you, who would you have to play them? I've already got a little list here of uh, who I would cast. Yeah, okay. And it's very, it's very odd. It's an odd cast. But I think the reason it works well is not m- these actors aren't really that well known. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go on. Yeah. Um. Fuck. What was your first question? It was. I don't oh, know. How, how, that's it. How, how would you want to see them come to the screen? Yeah. I think this would be a perfect opportunity to have a Batman and Robin film. Yeah, okay. To have Flash, like, bring them, have have a, a origin movie, but it is with Robin and Batman, Flash and Kid Flash, and their respective, their, do, do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, I do, but do you think that's going to detract away from what this, this series is potentially going to bring? And and, and if, it, if you're going to make a movie like that, is it a Batman and Robin movie, or is it a Robin movie? Robin movie that so, has Ben Affleck in Batman as yeah, a cameo, yep. as more of like a oh backstory. Yeah, Robin's been going out on his own lately. Like yeah, or mix it up and have it that you know it's it's Robin meeting um, Kid Flash or something mm. like that, and then it's and it's all leading up to um, uh, Superboy. Like yeah. it's you know that's yeah, what kind of like that episode episode yeah, two. Um, yeah, so it's all leading up to that, and then when they get to that point, they've created the Young Justice. Yeah, you know what I mean. The other reason I think this would really work well, actually, which is a thought that I just had, is the, I think the reason that um, the reason that DC struggles a little bit is because if you compare the superheroes from, I would argue, DC and Marvel, Superman is kind of really unstoppable. Yeah. Really. Unless you got Kryptonite, he's kind of a, a beast, yeah, right? Yeah. The only reason that... The only way that Justice League really made that work is because Superman either wasn't in the picture yeah or at the end he was the villain yeah pulling him as- putting him aside and making him a cameo really eliminates that yes superboy is strong but he only has half the abilities that superman has yeah yeah he has the super strength so he can jump he can't fly um he's got super hearing and x-ray vision i don't yep. i dare say he doesn't have Ice breath, or maybe even laser eyes. Yeah, but whatever it is, you're halving that character's abilities, making him more gelable with the yeah, rest of the yep, group. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Throw him back to you. You've forgotten. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you took over. Sorry. Yeah. I know. No, I, you're I going know. on to the the actors. Yeah. So, well. All right. This is gonna be left of field, and a lot of these people you won't know. So I would have. Um, Jordan Alsis as Kid Flash. He mm. plays Jonathan Kent, which is Superman's son in the Superman and Lois yeah, okay. uh, yep. show. He's very... The way he portrays that character, he's, he's quite cocky, he's quite arrogant, he's very energetic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would kind of flow well with Kid Flash's persona. I would have... Now, this is kind of an odd one. I'd have Dylan O'Brien from Maze Runner yeah, as yeah. Robin. I wouldn't, because... Dep- 
nah. Or I'd have him as Kid Flash because he's got that real energetic personality as yeah, well. Yeah, I just I don't see him as a Robin because I think in the Young Justice it's Jason Todd, isn't it? E- no, it's no, 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 it's Dick. Oh, it's Dick Grayson. Yeah, it's Dick Grayson. Could he could pull off a Dick Grayson? Yeah, yeah. No, not a Jason, Jason Todd. Todd's real cocky and arrogant. Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, Dick Grayson's a lot more humble and yeah, like. Yeah. Understands yeah, that's right, Batman. It goes Nightwing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he would be. So the, yeah. So the season, the first season of um, of Young Justice, it's Dick Grayson yeah, as okay. Robin. Gotcha. Um, so I think he could pull that off. Yep. Um, you've got um, Britt Barron from Aftermath as Miss Martian. She also does a lot of the voice acting for the show. Um, you got uh, Noah Gray Kaby who would play Caldor, which is Aqualad. Yep. He used to be that little smartass from My Wife and Kids. The one that Franklin kid that we always play with. Oh yeah. yeah, he actually grew up, got jacked, and is in that um, heroes show. Yeah, okay. I reckon he would do a great job. Yeah. Um. Then you got uh, Sasha. I can never pronounce her last name. Pietus. Um. To play Artemis, she's from Pretty Little Liars. And then this is a bit of a off one as well. Sean Farris, who is the brunette guy from Never Back Down. Oh yeah. To play yep. Superboy. Yeah. I think he could pull that yeah, off. Okay. Um, actually, on that note, he's he's the other protagonist, the asshole in that movie, Never Back Down. Mm. He could play a Jason Todd. He's too old. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> my point being, yeah, we're not casting adults here. No, 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 I know. <laughs> but you know, I think that I think that could work. Yeah. I mean, I think that if DC wanted to really try have a go at competing with Marvel creating a series of movies that is compelling in the way that it tells story and has a and and if it had a big budget and what they could pull yeah. off they don't have to worry about catering to all of superman's abilities because you've got yeah it's li- it's limited it's quite yeah. limited but yeah. it's also quite good and and especially if you still have a bit of a, a slightly no-name cast and then keep the cameos of yeah. the the big actors like yeah, your Henry definitely. Cavill your Ben Affleck I think that could really work and then you can you can be like, well, you know, Henry Cavill doesn't have to be in every single movie. Yeah. You know, Ben Affleck doesn't have to be in every single movie. So on you know, when they're not, it's it's okay. Yeah. And it probably frees up their time as well to do exactly. two other movies. Yeah. They'd probably be more inclined to do that. Um, the cameo kind of thing, because then they can pursue other yeah. other ventures or or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a good I reckon we need to draft a letter or start a petition. We're definitely gonna have to start a petition, maybe get an email going. <laughs> yeah. Email yep. someone. I don't know who DC is. Yeah, who looks after it? We'll find. We'll find out. All right. What you guys know? Fuck, man! I can't <laughs> believe. I can't believe that you're like. I reckon they should do this. Literally, just stole it right off my paper. You son of I, a bitch. I had a feeling you were gonna talk about that. Yeah. And that's where you were kind of leading to, which I was like, that's that's perfect. Like, yeah. That's what I would want to see. Right. As well. I yeah. don't. I think yeah, DC's got to change it up, and I think going for a young justice, basing the universe around them is probably a better option yeah. than trying to... To rehash the same characters yeah, and keep yeah. those A-list actors going. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, let us know what your thoughts are because I'd actually <laughs> be keen to like gel with the audience on this one and see if you know, they might be like massive Marvel fans. Like, DC sucks, who gives a flying yeah. fuck anyway? <laughs> or they might be like, that's actually a really good idea. You guys should write a movie. And then, yeah. we, I don't know, we go on oh, to our yeah, movies. Oh, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> Yeah, fuck the podcast. Let's go write a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, guys, that's all we have time for today. Thanks so much for joining us on this epic DC Marvel podcast. If you want more like this, feel free to let us know on the the socials. Otherwise, take it sleazy. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Adios.